0: And welcome to Rope Break Unlucky, episode number 13. This is a Pro Wrestling Podcast, hosted by me, the Greg Flynn, available wherever you get podcasts, and of course, live every Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, and uh, normally we're live on Twitch and YouTube, and I try to embed the stream on, uh, on wetmeatwrestling.com, where you can Get all the information on Rope Break and myself and the EFED and everything that is coming up this holiday season in pro wrestling. However, just had some technical difficulties. We are only on Twitch right now, which is kind of where I go if there are technical difficulties. So make sure you're following on twitch.tv slash wetmeatwrestling to get all the live action on the podcast to come to a live show and come say, hey, Greg Flynn, you're a fucking moron. And I've been waiting all this time to have the opportunity to say that to your face. Well, now you can make sure you're following on Twitch slash wetmeatwrestling, wetmeatwrestling wetmeatwrestling.com. Hey, it's Christmas time, you greasy rope break listeners. Last week on this show, we talked about what we, we did what any good wrestling fan would do, which is we thought about other people first. We were considerate we're givers, okay? We Rope Break listeners are givers. We are lovers and we are givers, okay? We're not takers. We're not here to just grab up with our grubby little greasy little hands everything we can get in life and then just disappear into the the ether. I don't know where I was going with that one, but that's not what we're doing, okay? That's the point. We're givers. We're lovers. We're gentle and compassionate, (coughs) which is why last week on this show, we were talking about what to give other people, and I made all of my recommendations for wrestling books. You, a book for, for a new wrestling fan, a book for a hardcore wrestling fan like myself, a book for somebody who is excited for the Iron Claw movie that's coming out. Oh my gosh, I'm super excited for the Iron Claw. How can you not be sexy Zach Efron dressing up like a Von Eric boy? What is not to like? There's a lot of good stuff happening in wrestling this holiday season, but you know, there does come a time when, you know, it sort of turns over on itself and we stop thinking about our altruism and we stop thinking about how amazing we are and we start thinking, you know, maybe it's time I get something for Christmas. Maybe it's time I put pen to paper and let that son of a bitch Santa Claus know what it is that I want for Christmas. But we're wrestling fans. So we're not writing this letter. To Santa Claus. Because he doesn't listen to us. He hasn't listened to us for a long time. He hasn't listened to us since like 1998. When we ach- asked excuse me, for that HBK action figure for Christmas that year. And he didn't deliver. And ever since that year. We write our letters to Wrestling Santa. A.K.A. SlamTA. So this year. We are writing SLAMTA a letter together on the show here on Unlucky number 13 of Rope Break. We made it to Unlucky episode 13, and so we're going to try to, I don't know, break the jinx, get lucky by getting everything we want on our Christmas list. It would be the first time ever, but you know, there is a first time for everything. So we're going to break down. We're going to write a letter to SLAMTA together, okay? So here we go. Everybody get out. Everybody, wherever you are, if you're driving, <laughs> listening to this, if you're if you're doing something, just stop whatever you're doing. Pull over to the side of the road, and pull out a pen and paper. And then I want you to write onto the paper, "Dear Slamta." That's the first thing you do. You say, "Dear Slamta," and we gotta let Slamta know we've been a good boy. We thought about others. We've been reading books. We've been kind to the AEW marks, despite how aggressively personal <laughs> and douchey they can get. Hey, 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 we all have a douchey side, I'm not judging. But we've been a good boy this year, SLAMTA. We've been kind to others, we've been loving. So the first thing we want to ask for this year for, from SLAMTA is something that we wouldn't normally get. By God, it's Christmas, Slamta, and we've been so good, and we've been doing our homework, and we don't talk back to our parents that often, and, and we just think that, you know, we don't normally have the opportunity to ask for just whatever we want. So we're gonna just, just going to go ahead and ask for it. We know we normally wouldn't get this sort of thing from All Elite Wrestling. This letter is to Slamta, and it's CC'd to Tony Khan. Dear Slamta CC Tony Khan. I have been so good this year that I think it's time to mix it up a little. I think it's time for a shake up. I know, Slamta and Tony, CC Tony Khan, that you love it when John Moxley wins wrestling matches. And you love it when Jon Moxley is in the main event of your wrestling shows. But Slamta, we were thinking here on Rope Break that maybe just this once, maybe just this year. We could, we could, we could, we could get some some holiday magic, some holiday zest, sprinkle a little holiday glitter on the whole thing, make it fresh, make it new, make it beautiful, and make Swerve Strickland the Continental Classic winner. It is time for a shakeup in AEW, so we are gonna all believe with all of our holiday might and all of our holiday cheer that this is Swerve's house, and that Swerve Strickland, a deserving new face in pro wrestling, should be the winner of the Continental Classic, and I even know how you do it, and I know I said new face, but you know, by AEW standards, and by sort of championship standards, by main event standards, a new face, one could argue. And it should be Swerve Strickland. This is Swerve's house. AEW has been Swerve's house for a long time. And the Continental Classic is the perfect opportunity to test the waters, frankly, on just how deep that water runs. Like, how deep does this Swerve Strickland thing go with the audience? How deep does this Swerve Strickland thing go? with Swerve himself. How much can he continue to deliver? And the way we're going to get answers to all of those things, the way we're going to find out if he really is main event world championship level is by putting him over John Moxley in the championship of the Continental Classic. And this is how you do it. He is fighting John Moxley tonight, no, excuse me, tomorrow night. It's Tuesday. It's Rope Break Day. It's Tuesday. He is fighting John Moxley tomorrow night in the tournament, in the group stage. You have him lose that match, get mad as hell, and then just do something so vile and evil in the main event. Or not the main event, but in the championship round later down the road, and I'm blanking on the name of the pay-per-view, at the end of the year, World's End. At World's End, at the end of the year, you have Swerve Strickland do something so disgusting and vile, the biggest scumbag douchey thing you can come up with to get over on Jon Moxley, to win the Continental Classic. He'll be the biggest heel in the company, the most over heel at that point, and because AEW is fucky land, everyone's going to cheer so fucking loud in that moment, and rightfully so. Because it's time to anoint Swerve. His house has been anointed and cultivated for him. He has a house to come home to. It's Swerve's house. It's time he brings a championship to that house. So, Slamta, we have been so good this year that we want to see a fresh face in the championship picture at AEW. So, the first thing we're asking for from Slamta this year on the show is Swerve Strickland, the winner of the Continental Classic. Okay, Slampta, we, that's something kind of new and fresh, and, you know, I think, um, I think a lot of people would really enjoy seeing that Slampta. But, you know, sometimes I just feel like I deserve something, like something just for me, something unique to me, special to me, that maybe, maybe, it's, maybe only I would enjoy, it, and that's fine. You know what? Sometimes in life... Some pleasures are personal. That's a hell of a sentence. <laughs> but they are. Some pleasures are personal. That would be a great t-shirt. Jesus. Go to wetmeatwrestling.com. Get your some pleasures are personal t-shirt right now. Big picture of my face on it. That would be fucking hilarious. But they are. But they are. And this next thing I want to ask for, Slamta, that's personal to me, unique to me, just for me, Is that I want Andrade El Idolo to be the TNT champion, Slamta. I really want it, Slamta. I really want it. And I know what you're thinking, Slamta. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, boy, Christian Cage is doing amazing work right now with that title. And you're thinking, boy, Adam Copeland, maybe we do a rematch at World's End. Maybe we do something and have Copeland run with the title for a little while. Those are all great ideas, Slamta. You're a bright guy. Okay? Wrestling Santa you're way better at fantasy booking than the real Santa. You're good at this, Slampton. I'm not arguing. However, Andrade El Idolo has been killing it week after week after week on Saturday Night Collision. And like I don't know how else to explain this, but every Saturday night, I feel like, for months now... I sit down, I turn on this show, I listen to Elton John, I watch their terrible fucking soliloquies that they do into the camera trying to look tough. It's so fucking bad. And then I get to watch a really fucking good, interesting Andrade El Idolo match. It seems like every fucking Saturday. They're going to put that beefcake out there. He's going to do his flips. He's going to get cut open sometimes. There's going to be a process. There's going to be woos when he goes for the figure eight. theres I mean, he's going to honor Eddie Guerrero. He's going to do athletic things. He's going to tell an athletic story. And he's going to sound sexy as hell when he mutters that broken English. So what is the point? This is where I'm going with this slam And this is why I want it so bad. What's the point of all of that if the promotion, and this is in kayfabe. I'm not, like, saying in real life the titles are props. I get that. But, like, what's the point if if the promotion never sees fit to recognize this? Like, where am I suspending my disbelief if every time I'm watching this athletic competitive show, hey, that guy's on every fucking week and he wins a lot. And that's all he does. He's just on every week and he wins a lot. It's time to uh, move into a new direction to escalate with Andrade El Idolo. Hell, you just had him beat Brian Danielson in the tournament, and I know Andrade's in the tournament, and maybe he could be a dark horse winner. I somehow doubt that. I think he just had his moment, if I had to guess, against Brian Danielson. And if I had to guess, that may be the peak in this tournament for Andrade El Idolo, which is fine. It's a fine peak in this moment. That being said, what's the next mountain to climb? Because Andrade is getting over. Like, he is getting over with his wrestling, which is a hard fucking thing to do. Talk about CM Punk right now in WWE doing nothing but talking. Andrade is getting over with his wrestling, so it's time. It's time. It's time, Slamda. And while that, that gift is for me, that's a special one just for me. I think some other people might enjoy it. But here's the thing, uh, Slanta, there's an issue with, with Andrade El Idolo right now. There's an issue that needs to get cleared up. And that issue is that Andrade El Idolo is banging Miro's wife. And we <laughs> have to get that fixed. Now, I know uh, it, like the number one thing you can do that's not good, or the, or the worst thing you can do with your holiday wishes in terms of like karma. Is to, is, is to make wishes for, like, romances to come together and fall apart. Everybody knows you don't ask for romance from Wrestling Santa. You don't ask for new romances, and you don't ask for romances to die. That's for Cupid. That's for Valentine's Day here in a few months. Slampta doesn't fuck with that. But just this one Slamta, because everyone is going to benefit from it, we got to get C.J. Perry off of the television. There I said it. CJ Perry is offering nothing to Andrade El Idolo. The announcers are struggling to even conceptualize it. And that's why I opened this by making a joke about uh, Andrade has to stop banging Miro's wife. Because frankly, it's not clear what she even does. Except get giddy like a little girl when the beefcakes talk to her. Like, that is what we have seen C.J. Perry do on camera. Get giggly when beefcakes talk to her. Okay, she's a sex symbol. Okay, she's supposed to be super hot. Okay, that's fine. There's ways to do that without, like, is a weird metaphor, cutting her balls off. Like, there's ways to do that without making her seem so weak. Like, soft and little girl, like, What is she offering truly Andrade El Idolo? What is she offering truly Miro that he's so upset about? What is she doing when the cameras are off or whatever else? Like, just say. She doesn't have to do anything. It's a television show. But just say. Because during Andrade's match against Brian Danielson, they're like, well, the big difference in this, certainly, if uh, Andrade were to win, is C.J. Perry. Every, like, anybody can see this, CJ Perry. Meanwhile, it's a Continental Classic match where managers and valets are banned from ringside. CJ Perry's not even out there. I get it. I get it. She's still associated with him and everything. But, like, they didn't even explain how or why. Like, is she a great fighter? Maybe she, I mean, she could be a great. Is she a great businesswoman? Is she, is she creating sponsorships for him? Is she a great tactician? Wh- what is she doing? <laughs> what, what's the angle? She's hot and flexible. That's literally the angle. I swear to God, sometimes it just feels like Tony Khan really is fucking 14 years old. And now he's like, oh, we got a hot chick. Let put the hot chick on the show. That's how that works, right? Do I have to talk to her? No, Tony, relax. You won't have to speak to her. Like, what what is this? What like okay, you got the sex symbol. Now give it a little story. It's the, same pro- it's the same problem with the matches that have no story. So get CJ Perry, get her some goddamn lines, or get her off of the TV. This is so bad. It doesn't need to be happening. Have Andrade and Miro do whatever's going to come from this, and now we're done, and now we're done, and then Andrade's moving on to bigger and better things because Slampta always delivers wrestling fans. Unlike that son-of-a-bitch Santa Claus. Santa Claus always just delivers, like, books and stuff. Books and clothes is shitty. Who, who, in the, who in their right mind would get a person a book for Christmas? Who wants to read a book for Christmas? Come on, I want some wrestling tickets. I want C.J. Perry either doing something while she's on television or not on television. There's not just some in-between where we just, like, all every week spend eight minutes thinking about how hot C.J. Perry is. There's plenty of hot people. There's, we're not bereft of hot people on the planet. So let's do something here. All right, I'm all revved up, wrestling fans. I'm going to have to take a break after this next one because I'm all heated. I'm all angry and punchy. This happens every time I write Slamta a letter. We're pen pal- pals. We, he's, he's been in prison for a while, so we became pen pals. And that's, that's really where this relationship started to grow. We know a lot about each other. And once a year, I ask him <laughs> for some wrestling gifts. But here's, here's the number one thing before we take a break. Dear Slamta we talked about something we wouldn't normally get. We talked about something that I want personally. And then we had an idea, Slampta, because we are altruistic and think of others that would help everyone. But, but all of that is, is just ideas. Because here is the number one thing I want. This is me right away, Slampta. The number one thing I want. Now look, I know... That I stole $10 out of my dad's wallet back in August. And I know that you know about that, Slampta. But outside of that, I feel like I've been really good boy this year. And this is the number one thing I want, Slampta. So um, on the past few weeks of the show, Slampta, if you haven't been watching the product, they've been having this masked man run around terrorizing MJF on AEW Dynamite and every week on the show this person shows up and they don't really speak so we don't really know their voice and they don't even really uh, appear like so we we kind of have an idea of what their body could look like in a way like we we assume that it's just a wrestler physique in a way I suppose like but we don't these are that's the thing we don't we don't really have answers he's got some hooligans that run around with him slammed and so, so we're all just really curious uh, who this person is going to be. Who is it that's been terrorizing the champion, Slamta? And we were wondering if you could pull some strings with Tony Khan. Just, you know, make sure, maybe bring a hot chick into the meeting so he's all distracted and staring at her. And then he'll just agree to whatever. And, 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 and here's the thing. I might even know who that hot chick should be because it ooh, ooh, ooh it it needs to be the same person oh that's underneath the mask and i think i just gave it away Slamta. the mask man needs to be dr britt baker dmd motherfucker there is only one option left and i would have to go back and watch old episodes but i am convinced that the original plan was to have Adam Cole be the masked man. And I think that that became really difficult for, for Tony Khan and the boys in creative. So now they have to come up with a backup plan. And I think that they've been given a gift. Because I think this plan is better than Adam Cole. Because we then, we not only push Britt Baker into a position of prominence... We push the entire women's division into a position of prominence and note. And we make the show feel like a world that exists. We make it feel like all of this is... All these people are real people really doing these things in this wrestling promotion. It makes the stories feel tighter and more real. If this is a world where people who otherwise are in different divisions and different necks of the woods, ultimately come together because even though there's different necks of the woods, it's the same goddamn forest at the end of the day. And we want to see that and we want to feel it so that we we can enjoy this world and enjoy this product that you are creating, enjoy this show. And so when you put Slampta, when you put The doctor, Britt Baker, into the role of the masked man. You accomplish all of these things. Who the fuck else is going to check this many positive boxes for AEW in this masked man role? Will Ospreay? I don't think so. It doesn't add up. He's not the guy. Swerve Strickland? Okay, maybe. But it's Swerve's house. He doesn't need to hide or put on a mask or any of that shit. He needs to win matches and be weird and mean. <laughs> it's working. All that is working. And yeah, the masked man is weird and mean. It doesn't need to be Swerve. It doesn't need to be Brian Danielson. It doesn't need to be John Moxley. It doesn't need to be the jungle boy Jack Perry. Dear God, I can't think of a worse option. The number one option for the masked man is a woman. The doctor. Britt Baker, and you know what? Maybe it's been a while since you've been to the dentist, so we're going to take a break, wrestling fans, before we go back to writing Slampta after the break about what we want from the WWE, and we have a couple of good ones for that one, Slampta. So be ready, and while we're gone, go call your dentist and schedule an appointment. It's been a minute. Hey, happy holidays, wrestling fans. This is Rope Break. dig back into our Christmas letters. I was going to say our Christmas bags. We're not giving anything away this week on this show. We're taking. It's time to get what we deserve. We've been good boys and girls here on the Rope Break Podcast. We listen every week. We, we watch the show live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash wetmeatwrestling every Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Eastern. Even when Greg is late, we stay. We watch the show live. And then we listen to the show later that day on Spotify. And then we watch the video version with chapters in the description on YouTube the next day. So we can click around to all our favorite parts. We follow on Wet Me Wrestling on TikTok, on Instagram. We see the clips. We see the reels. We're leaving comments. We are the best boys and girls in all of professional wrestling. <laughs> You're on the Rope Break Podcast and the Rope Break Community. But here's the thing, wrestling fans. I, I know I just built up the hype, but now I got to bring some bad news. This is what my mom used to do to me. I think a lot of us have moms that used to do this to them. We write our letter to SLAMTA. We're 13, 12, 11 years old. We write our letter to SLAMTA. We're 17, 18, 19 years old. We write our letter to SLAMTA. Okay? It <laughs> doesn't matter how old we are. Age is a number. When you are writing letters to Santa Claus. Okay, I'm focusing here. (laughs) We're writing our letter to Santa and then mom walks in the room. And mom takes a look over our shoulder and she sees everything we're asking for. She's like, oh, you're asking for that. Oh, you're going to... And then she kind of puts her hand on her chin. (laughs) She scratches her beard. (laughs) She scratches her beard a little. She gets deep in thought and she... Almost like something comes into her head and she goes, uh, you know, little greasy rope break listener, <laughs> um, you know, Santa Claus and the elves and everything. There's a lot of little boys and girls that they got to get presents for. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Santa's going to have the time or the money to to get to get you everything you want. So, so maybe you gotta, maybe you gotta refine some things. Maybe you gotta think through what you're asking for here all the way, and make sure, and hone in on a few of the things that you really, really like, and pick those, and then, and then maybe Santa will come through. But you know, Santa's a busy guy, and you know, well, here's the thing, Mom. Fuck you. We deal with Slamta here in the wrestling community. You don't know shit. But when that, <laughs> when that moment would come and mom would come in and tell me that, well, now I got to get out the pen and I got to start crossing out different things and adding different things and rethinking about things. And basically, that's what happened to my Christmas list when CM Punk appeared in the WWE. You could crumple it up and throw it out. Because for months now, I feel like I've been watching the WWE Well, I've been enjoying it, but in the back of my mind, I've been wondering, where will we land with all this at WrestleMania 40? Where will we land in the main event, the big players, the big belts? Where is this going to land? Because it seems like, for a while, Roman Reigns was gearing up to wrestle Cody Rhodes. And then it seemed like, for a while, Roman Reigns was gearing up to wrestle The Rock. And when I started thinking about The Rock, WrestleMania 40, are they going to postpone Cody Rhodes to WrestleMania 41 versus Roman Reigns? I started getting this feeling, this sixth sense, that that's where this whole thing was going. So I wrote in my initial letter to Slanta that I wanted Cody Rhodes, not The Rock. I want Cody Rhodes. I want Rhodes Reigns 2 at WrestleMania 40. For all the marbles, this is it. Finish this story or don't. If Rhodes loses this, it's just not meant to be anymore. He's got to win this one. We're not doing this for a third time, at least not three years in a row. So it's Rhodes, Reigns, for all the marbles, Slam, that's what I want. But then mom came in and said, are you sure that's what you want? Because CM Punk's on SmackDown tonight. And I watched CM Punk on SmackDown, and I was like, oh my god, I want CM Punk to win the Royal Rumble! I want CM Punk in the main event of WrestleMania! I want it all, Slamta. But mom's like, Slamta can't afford it all, so I'm like, crossing things out, and it's just the joy of the WWE. Because they have the personalities, they have the names. I mean, how stacked is like, the babyface roster in WWE right now. I feel like Cody Rhodes is over as fuck as a face. I feel like CM Punk has that tweener face energy and is over as fuck. I feel like Seth Rollins has been doing phenomenal and is over as fuck. They got themselves some baby faces in the WWE. What a novel idea. What a novel concept. It's tough. It's tough it's tough to make great baby faces. Just look at the shit show that is Hangman Page who is now all but officially a heel I guess. Like I don't think we're supposed to really be rooting for Hangman Page anymore. I I know that I know that AEW storylines are far too complicated and complex for a simple wrestling mark like me to ever understand, according to the comment section. But I don't think we're supposed to be cheering for Hangman Page, like, in theory. Like, I think he's supposed to be a little cringy and a little rough around the edges and a little emotional and a little bitter. I think that's just what he's supposed to be. Oh, man, I don't know if I'm ready to transit. This is a beautiful segue into the next thing I want to ask for for Christmas. But I don't know if I'm done talking about CM Punk and Seth Rollins because this is so interesting to me where this could all go. And last night on Raw, Punk even comes out and says, fuck it. I'll win the Rumble and challenge you, Seth Rollins, in the main event of WrestleMania. I'll get my checkbox to finish my story as the main event of WrestleMania, and then I'll get another checkbox, deal with Seth Rollins. And I thought to myself, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. it. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm in. I believe you. That's believable that you would forego the Universal Championship for a, equally important, quote-unquote, world heavyweight championship and arguably a bigger personal nemesis, Seth Rollins. I totally believed it. And then I started imagining WrestleMania's night one, Rollins Punk. Night two, Rhodes Reigns. Night one, Rollins Rhodes. Night two, Punk. Roman Reigns. Night one, Punk. Rollins, Knight 2, The Rock, and Roman Reigns. And you start doing the match. And then who's Cody Rhodes' fight? It almost doesn't have to matter. At least I'm getting a Cody Rhodes' WrestleMania match. Because, yeah, I know earlier we thought Rhodes had to be in the main event of WrestleMania 40. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way, Slampta. Maybe if we really think about all these gifts and think about all these opportunities that we have, that it could actually turn out just as interesting without that. Maybe maybe I don't even know what I want. Maybe I'm just a greedy little wrestling fan who is gobbling up all the fucking phenomenal wrestling that's being put on TV right now. And yeah, not just by WWE. Normally, I would say that in this moment, but by both companies, because the Connell Classic is totally my vibe right now. And Swerve Strickland and all that shit is totally my vibe right now. I've been loving that shit. So yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I don't know what I want anymore. I just want more. Which really brings me, Slamta, to the final thing on my wish list where I confess that here I am. I'm, I'm just, I'm like throwing out the whole letter. At this point, I'm tearing it up, throwing it on the ground, and I'm in tears. And I'm like, mom, I don't even know. i right, there's so many good shit I've been through the Best Buy ads, I've been through the Toys R Us ads, the year's 1998, it's not 2023, I'm a little kid. And I've been through all the newspaper ads and everything, there's just so many good things out there for me, and I think I just don't know what I want. And I can prove it because the last thing I want is something I didn't care about for a long, 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 long time. And that's Drew McIntyre. Out of left field. I never gave a fuck about Drew McIntyre. In fact, all I ever saw him as was, frankly, like, I use this word a lot, beefcake. He just had beefcake energy to me. And I always thought there wasn't a lot under the surface, or maybe not even his own fault, just creatively or otherwise, that there wasn't a lot there, that he was Scottish, that he had a sword, and that he was sexy as hell physically, on a physical level. (laughs) That all that was going on. But then, like a month ago, he became a total bitch. And he started blaming everyone else on the WWE roster for his problems. And I couldn't figure out whether this was him lighting a fire under himself or if this was turning heel. And week after week, I couldn't really figure out which was happening until it had happened. And I didn't like him anymore. And because I didn't like him, I was interested in what was about to happen, and I had been totally worked by the new heel, Drew McIntyre, who is subtly, quietly fucking killing it. Week after week on WWE, mad fucking props to Drew McIntyre and the character work as a heel, making me dislike him, doing something other been shitting on the fans and beating people with steel chairs. He found a new avenue in, he and writers and creative and whoever else. And I'll be honest, I can't, it feels real. Like I can't help but feel like maybe Drew McIntyre on a personal level saw what they were doing with this stuff and said, Yeah, that's maybe what I do. Maybe it was his idea. This is what I do, guys, when I'm feeling down. This is what I do, guys, when I'm feeling blue. When I'm feeling sorry for myself, I start blaming everyone else for the problems in my life. Because it feels real. And as he made that shift and started saying that more, I was like, don't be like that, Drew. And it got at me. It got under my skin. Because I don't want to be that way. Who? wants to be that way but we all have a little bit of that in us don't we and that's what's making this heel work from drew so good is that it's ubiquitous universal and inside of all of us and at the same time something that we don't want inside of all of us he is relatable while being dislikable all in one fell swoop this is good shit wrestling fans this is really good shit and I hope that they can take it to the moon. This is the same sort of thing I was just talking about with Hangman Page. It's the same sort of get-up. It's the same sort of gimmick. It's the same sort of story. It's the same energy. I'm not suggesting that they've reinvented the wheel. I'm saying that they've made a really good wheel. This is a good wheel. This is a better wheel than the Hangman Page version of the wheel. The Drew McIntyre version of the heel of the of the wheel is so much better, and of the heel is so much better, because just call it what it is. Add the final piece of the puzzle. He's a beefcake. He looks like he could fuck up a motherfucker. So this isn't just like a whiny bitch blaming everyone else for their problems and then you look at them and they don't look like they could do shit. This looks like the type of person that you wouldn't want to interface with if they were fucking mad as hell about something. You would keep your distance. They don't need to be mad at me. They're just mad. Yeah, yeah. No, fuck this. I'm not going to go talk to that guy. Have you seen that guy? He carries around a sword and wears a kilt. He weighs 420 pounds and he's six foot nine, and he's made a pure fucking Scottish sex appeal, and he's mad as fucking hell, and he's insecure, which means he's unstable, which means anything could happen here. No, I don't want anything to do it. It's so good. It's so fucking good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it when either promotion, I love it when wrestling does this. And this will be what I close on. I love it when wrestling can do this. When you have all of your energy and all of your mind on X. Whatever X is. It's LA night. It's 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 MJF. It's the main event. It's Roman Reigns. You're really focused on that. Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania 40. Where's this going to go? And then all of a sudden, they remind you. They being the wrestlers and the writers who make this shit happen. They remind you that it's always churning. They're always making new butter. <laughs> and they have a lot of talented motherfuckers making that butter. So then they get the right talented motherfucker in the right spot. And boom, L.A. Knight is born, born excuse me. And I think right now we're watching, boom, Drew McIntyre sort of be reborn. Working heel, heel is always how they start. It's always how they get their foot in the door. And he's reopening the door with awesome heel work that I'm like jealous of like I feel like I could tell that story and I'm envious that he gets to because it's so good it's relatable to me obviously and I can't help but think it's relatable to a lot of people which is I guess what I'm saying is Slamta. now that I've reached the end of the letter and now that I have talked about all the things I want I think what it is is I just want More great wrestling. More and more and more. I just want professional wrestling with interesting storytelling and beefcakes giving each other the business. I want the sport and the show. I love to thrive. I want to be juked by it. I want to be confused by it. I want to be baffled by it. I want to yap about it. Talk about it. Talk about it on the podcast. Talk about it during the week, in the comments section, wherever else. Because pro wrestling, oh, it's got the juice. It's got the juice. It's got a juice that you can't get out of any other fruit And wrestling fans know this. It's why we tune in week after week. So what I want, most of all, Slamta, is very simple. And this is where we get to the end of the letter where we have to prove what a good kid we are. And we say, but most of all, we just want you to fix world hunger, Santa, Slampta. Well, our version of that in this Christmas Letter Slamta is we just want wrestling to continue and to thrive and to create opportunity for engaging storytelling and joy and fun for performers and audiences alike. This has been Unlucky Number 13 of Rope Break, a pro wrestling podcast available everywhere. We're going to be back seven days from today. And mark your agenda books, wrestling fans. If you are the greasiest of the greasy, because this Friday in the community eFed, we have a world championship title fight between the defending champion, Brad Oslin, the American Grizzly, and the challenger, former world champion, my client in the Evil Alliance, Callie Setzi. She's looking to get that title back from Brad this Friday. And then we have our big Christmas theme show, December 23rd. Hey, man, it's a beautiful time to be involved in wrestling, and it's never been a better time to be involved in the Wet Meat Wrestling community. Wrestling fans, have a great holiday season, and have a great rest of your day. Bye!